Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how we deal with what it's throwing at us. I'm Ian, a learning and development nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Passion's about communication and helping others connect. With me, as always. I'm Angela. My passions include being a mom, grandma, and business owner. Always on the move. Always on the move, but I love every second of it. So, Just as a friendly reminder, we are going to be taking a little bit of time off in June due to some work travel for me. Makes the recording <laughs> schedule a little tricky. And yeah. on top of that, right in between my trips of traveling, <laughs> you're going out of town yeah, to well, Lake Powell. Our annual Lake Powell trip. actually saw some videos and mm-hmm. wow, you were not kidding when they say low. I guess they're yeah. down to one ramp. Well, it depends on where you go. Okay. Uh, Uh, The North Bullfrog ramp is still open. The main launch is not for now. (laughs) Um, And you can go to Wawip. Okay. But there are no more fuel services available on the lake. You actually have to go to a dock. Oh. They had a huge windstorm come through. And because of how low the water was, the dangling rope fueling station was destroyed. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's Gosh. interesting, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we got to get that trip in. It might be our last for a while. <laughs> I get the feeling it's going to be a little bit of a crazy weird summer. Yeah, it is. Just as a reminder for that, we'll keep reminding you on the socials. It gives you a mm-hmm. great opportunity to catch up on yeah. any episodes of our shows that you have not caught. There's... Gosh, there's almost 60 of them. Yeah, we have a lot out there, guys. There's a lot to listen to. Go back and listen to any that maybe were your favorites, Mm -hmm. and we'll put out there. We'll we'll ask, what is your favorite? We know what people (laughs) have listened to, but you you may have a different favorite. We're part of the Radio Ronin Network. We are, And there are so many shows. Oh, yeah, there's so many good ones there, guys. Just go, even if it doesn't sound like it's your thing. Just go try listening because there's some fun stuff there. Greg's top 10 Adele songs is my favorite (laughs) episode. As you go through those, keep in mind that we are ever expanding our guest lineup for this summer. Summer does make things tricky. This summer especially because everybody Mm -hmm. is getting out and about, which is fantastic. I actually got to go have brunch this morning with a former co-worker Fantastic. that she is who I had lunch with in Chicago that faithful week. <laughs> we have not seen each other since. That's amazing. We broke pizza together, which was <laughs> in Chicago. What else but do Chicago, you do? Chicago, yeah. Hot dogs, maybe. Maybe, but, maybe. I'm not a huge hot dog person. But so. pizza. Yeah. Oh, that pizza. This week, as we have gone through, especially this year, we started really in December with Deep Dive December. Yeah. We've been... Getting into a lot deeper topics and keep the suggestions coming. We very much appreciate it. Vulnerability. Yeah. A lot of what we have been talking about this year is made in part by opening yourself up and being somewhat vulnerable. Right. You have to be. I'm not, that's not a statement of a suggestion or anything. You have to be vulnerable at, at points in your life. I have a lot of folks that always ask their, and it's based off of a statement, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You and I have listened to Brene Brown for a long time. Oh, yeah. First time I was really introduced to her, and it's weird because I am a huge TED Talk person. That is not a surprise to anybody that listens to this. Actually, the first time I listened to Brene was part of a conflict resolution interpersonal communications class I had to take. We were pointed to her TED Talk all the way back from 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. It was one of the first TED Talks out there that was really widely published. If you don't know who Brene is, she is a professor at Houston. I think Houston. Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Down in Texas. She she is a very proud Texan. Yes, very Daughter of Texas. She talked about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. She does research not only in vulnerability. When I started to actually understand what she does for research wise, it made me appreciate that communications research class a little bit more. I just wish we had been pointed in that direction because this 
class I just did was quantitative only. Qualitative does not exist for the most part. Oh, geez. Whereas Brene is totally. <laughs> I guess to say no. The opposite. That I get to see it can be done. Mm-hmm. I love that she advertises herself as a collector of stories. And she is, and she's got a lot of them, and they're great to listen to. If you ever get to listen, she has been on every show from Oprah to news shows. She does a lot of work with corporations, Mm -hmm. the military, sports. Yeah. Areas that you would not associate vulnerability with. But all have to be, all have to happen. You have to have vulnerability in almost anything you do, in my opinion. I mean, that is an opinion. That's not a fact. (laughs) Just put that out there, guys. (laughs) What do we mean by vulnerability? If you look at the Brene Brown traditional... Well, I can tell you what I found. Go for it. She said, she said, vulnerability is about showing up and being seen, which is tough to do when we are terrified about what people might see or think. She uses that term. You've heard me mention it recently. Yep. Showing up. Very prevalent phraseology that I'm starting to see more and more. Mm-hmm. Not just in life coaching. No, it, everywhere. It's permeating everywhere into academia, mm-hmm. into research. Yep. Is used very much in life coaching. Showing up, being there, being your authentic self, yeah. being genuine. And, and I don't want to necessarily let your guard down, but be okay with the fact it might not be received well. No, and but that's part of being vulnerable. I asked the question last night, mm-hmm. what is being vulnerable to you? Yeah. I posted, I think, about nine o'clock last night. It's like, you know, I'm curious because I always hear mm-hmm. Brene's stories. I always right. hear what people tell her. What do people that I know feel about it? First response, weakness. And to me, that's interesting because I can see that. I think we were taught that, especially in our generation of growing up. Yeah, but I never viewed it as that. I viewed it more as being genuine. But I can totally see that definition. I I do understand that for sure. Next one was exposing my heart. Mm -hmm. You do have to be. Getting closer. Yeah. I love the story that Brene tells of there was a guy that heard her TED Talk. Mm Mm-hmm. He went on this date. He really liked this girl. He uh, he went ahead and told the girl, hey, I, I love you. He took a chance. Yep. And the girl's like, oh, you're a great guy. That's fantastic. We shouldn't see each other anymore. <laughs> you know, and how hard was that for that guy? But he still put himself out there and did it. He, he went home and was like, screw Brene Brown. She doesn't know what she's <laughs> talking about. We've all been there. That would be where professing your love for somebody. That's a tough one for anybody at any time. It's been a while <laughs> since you had to go through that. Nothing's worse than, oh, God, what if I say it? And they're like, uh, you're friend zoned. <laughs> no. Or I didn't think we were to that point. Yeah. That's a tough one. That is a tough pill. And you're like, I was just kidding. My, my favorite one that I heard a story was they confessed their love. I'm in love with you. I know it's early. I know it's soon, but I need you to understand that. And they got a, oh, but nothing more. Wow. (laughs) That would be really tough. Afterwards, he he thought about it and he's like, hey, I would have wasted a whole lot of time Mm -hmm. with somebody who very apparently did not want to be with me. Didn't feel the same. No. It kind of goes into the entrepreneurship mindset that we've talked about. Fail hard, fail fast. You are running a risk of failing no matter what you do. Being open, honest, sharing your true feelings. Some of the other ones I like that I got were showing your behind the scenes. That's a good way to describe it. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one's really good. 
nothing scarier, right? No. You're, you let the shields down, whatever one you want to share. Charity. Or, you know, half of the shrinking duo <laughs> there from Ronan. Being authentic. Expressing things from my heart and soul without fear because I can own my feelings and trust the person I share with. And I think that one, that very much falls in line with Brene's thinking. It does. I was going to say, that's a Brene. Uh, very much a, a spin on it. Correct. I, if I'm not mistaken, she also does therapy as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about the trust part. Now, yes. being vulnerable, yes, you can be vulnerable with anyone out there you choose. Oh, absolutely. I can be vulnerable with somebody on a first date. Mm-hmm. I have done that. Mm, yeah. Typically does not go well. <laughs> I, I usually tell people about fourth or fifth is, is the sweet spot for myself. Others might disagree. <laughs> I, I would be curious to hear what yeah, other sweet spots are on that one. For sure. Another one I have uh, from our buddy Ryan Westwood. Is the oh crap, I shouldn't have said that moment. <laughs> We've all had that, Ryan. Every single one of us. Oh. Every single I feel person. like it is a multiple times a day thing with me. As I say, even being in a loving, happy marriage, there's times it's like, oh, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> Part of being human. <laughs> it, it is. We, we're going to have those moments. Uh, admitting insecurities and fears. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that fits in with that weakness one. It does. And it does. The, the weakness, the insecurities, the fear always sticks mm-hmm. out to me. It does to me too, but I think it does to everybody. If you aren't working, like like Charity said, about with somebody you trust, mm-hmm. having that component where somebody has earned your trust to do that. I have shared with people before, and we've all been there, mm-hmm. where we, we open ourselves up, we let ourselves be known, and you have somebody... A narcissist, a sociopath. (laughs) Yeah, she got up and moved, so. Oh, boy. Um, uh, And this this narcissist, the sociopath person, immediately took note of everything I shared, Mm, filed it away, and Mm -hmm. then used it as ammunition. Oh, and that's what they do. And it became very clear very quickly Mm -hmm. that I should not have shared. So being selective with whom you trust. Right. I, I would love to say I'm perfect at it. I am far from perfect at it. But I like the argument that we should do it often because yeah. that's how we can truly get to the root of things and who we are. Well, in order to trust someone and for them to trust, you know, you, you have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. And that's really tough to do. Ma'am. <laughs> and she got up and moved. I felt her do that. Drop it. Return it. <laughs> that was funny. She saw me going for it and snatched it. Rat. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, another one, another response, I should say. You're only vulnerable when you choose to give your power to someone else. The power dynamic. Huh. I, I agree to that to a degree. Yeah, I was going to say, not 100% on that, but... I, I see where they're going that. because right. it's the weakness dynamic. It is the insecurities I know that there have been those that I have openly shared my feelings with. Yeah. And somebody shuts me down. Oh, yeah. And that's hard when that happens. It hurts. Ego. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, human ego falls into it. The other part of Brene's research that came out of initially when she first started talking about vulnerability yeah. was the shame aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. We're going to go into deep on another episode. Not to tease you, but that's a whole nother. Shame is emotional response. It absolutely is. And how often do we feel ashamed at things? Really, we shouldn't, but we do. It's just the natural go-to response in certain situations. I can say growing up in a very religious family, it, shame was wielded as a weapon. 
It, it can be you in religion, will... for sure. And with religion, I feel like it can be in relationships to some extent, depending on who you're in the relationship with. Oh, absolutely. Shame evolves out of we don't want somebody to know something. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of emotional wielding uh, against you. There are some out there that feel very little shame. That's true. And that I, I'll be honest, I get envious of them at times. I don't feel as much shame about things as I used to I'm anymore. I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I did it. I always kind of <laughs> laugh with people because people are like, you should run for office. And I'm like, at this point, I have admitted to a lot <laughs> in my life. There's very few things that they could drag out of the closet nope. at this point and go, ha ha, I gotcha. You'd be like, eh. Live more true to myself. Own my mistakes a lot more than I used to. Oh, I do too. And I've not always been that way. I was a very prideful person. And it was like, no, uh -uh, I didn't do that. I I don't know what you're talking about. And now it's like, yeah, that was me. Sorry. (laughs) I did it. Totally me. A lot of those, I'd even say I don't get as embarrassed about things like that anymore. First, I I blush a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, not the best choice I've ever made. (laughs) But I do know a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. I do know a lot of people that have where, oh, my God, I am just mortified that somebody knows that. It happens. Nobody lives the perfect life. No, they can pretend they do for sure, but nobody does. Mistakes were made. (laughs) One of my favorite (laughs) phrases to live by. One of my favorite phrases too, because it it happens. Describes my life in so many ways. (laughs) Having the courage Mm -hmm. to expose ourselves, ways that we may not be accustomed to, it's such a benefit. Really helps us to grow as people. Yes. So the people I enjoy being around and being a part of their life and hanging out with know the real me, the authentic, this is who I am, vulnerable Angie, weaknesses. That's the people I like being around. But anyway. The bike rack gesture. (laughs) Those are the people I like being around. Those things where you can also go back and laugh at. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you can't laugh at it, ask yourself why. Because it's usually funny if you do. Well, we we got together with with some folks Mm -hmm. uh, to celebrate graduation over at Chuckarama. Yes. And my best friend, Sochi. You have to experience Sochi to truly understand (laughs) Sochi. That's what I will say. She is one of those most authentic people. Very much so. When we we have seen each other through highs and lows, much like Ange and I have, Soch hasn't <laughs> known me as long, but we definitely have been through very similar patterns mm-hmm. in life. Almost creepy how much they mirror. <laughs> we started working at the same place uh, about eight and eight eight and a half years ago. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we started. Working. We started working at the same time, different places. We were just scraping by. You, you know, when you start a new job, your money's tight. So oh, yeah. we were living very, very meagerly. We went through the drive through at Taco Bell midnight. Cheap, cheap tacos or burritos or something. And Soch throws her car in park. We're in the drive through and she tells the lady, she's like, I want a free burrito. And the lady's like, well, you're going to pay for it. Get out of here. <laughs> nope, not moving. And there was a line. And it, this is like midnight. So the line is now getting longer because all it's drunk, midnight. All the drunk people are there. And the lady finally just throws a burrito at her. She's like, just go. <laughs> well, we went through the drive through a couple of weeks later when I was in town and, and stayed with her over the weekend. That lady is like, oh, you. <laughs> Hi. And she, from then on, every now and then we'd, we'd go over that was, just, that was our, because it was right around the corner from her place. And it's cheap. Oh, Baja Blast is all I got to say. Every time that lady saw us, we got free burritos. <laughs> shameful, shameful acts upon us. But it's those types of memories where we, we now sit there and just laugh about it. Oh, because yeah. that, that authentically is Soch. 
that is she was very mortified at that story but she was telling it to chris and bren and charlene and charlene who i worked with at that place Mm -hmm. charlene was like you never told me that story i'm like yeah i'm sure i told you that story because we were on the road a lot together (laughs) nope you never told me that story yeah yeah it, it, it was fun it happened uh, what what are other ways that you can think of that vulnerability comes into this? I mean, we talked about the dating. We talked about mm-hmm. telling somebody we love you. Uh, jobs. I think bringing vulnerability to work is important. Well, yeah. And I would kind of equate that a little bit to creativity because putting yourself out there in a creative outlet, not knowing how you're going to be received can be very, very, very vulnerable situation to be in. Because let's say you're an artist and you painted this beautiful masterpiece that you put your heart and soul into and you put it up, let's say, in a gallery and they do an amateur night kind of thing and nobody likes it. It doesn't sell. You don't get good reviews. I mean, that's a huge vulnerability, which I think comes into play with work, too. I'm I'm super curious because when I was interviewing for this new job, I did ask him, what does what does your annual review process look like? Mm-hmm. I, I've been through a lot of different ones over the years. I know you have, too. Right now, the current one they do is they do 360 reviews with certain people that work with you. Oh, okay. If you've never been through a 360 review, it is a very difficult thing because these people are asked, you you don't know exactly who says what, but you Uh, get the feedback to questions. Right. And it is, where do you excel? But really, where do you need to improve? Right. And not always easy to hear that sometimes. No. My previous manager, it was more of a traditional, I evaluated myself, I turned it in, he would tell me whether he agreed. I think there were areas he could have been more honest with me. I am one of my toughest critics. Well, I... I am too. I mean, I'm harder on myself than anybody. Is. He he would give me things. I, I think you should work on this and this and this. And it would be more of a just guide you down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is what's coming. So work on this. I have seen people go through the 360. I have not had to do one myself. But now that I know it is coming <laughs> and apparently it happens traditionally on your anniversary, they don't have set time frames. A lot of places do end of the year, or first quarter, yeah. whatever it is. I'm curious to go through this to, to see what others will think after a year. And in the meantime, you're putting yourself out there. You're doing what you think is going to work and what you think is good. And when you get that feedback, some of them might not be what you thought. I sat in on a meeting on Friday, our team meeting or our training team, our our learning development team. Uh, One of the trainers came in and said, look, this this is a challenge I'm having. And he threw it out there. I have been a little quiet because I'm trying to still get the temperature of the room. uh, Size everything up. Figure out who's doing what. And I was like, you know what? This is what I think. This, 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 this. And take it or leave it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Just an idea I have. Yeah. And I watched my manager just smile and nod and is like, yep, that <laughs> that's what we need. I like being in an environment again where I can spitball, you know, just throw great. something up on oh, the wall, yeah. take it or leave it. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I hope it works for you. Right. He, he was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that before. Which is great because, I mean, you, you, you need that kind of input in your life sometimes. In work, the places... That we don't feel psychologically safe, that we don't feel Mm. that we can be our authentic selves. We've all been in that work environment where if I say anything out of line, I'm gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went through a few different managers at my previous company that were like that. Don't you dare say anything out from my vision. My vision is gospel. Right. Break with that. You're out. Which I will find a way. That's not a good environment to be no, in. No, it, it doesn't foster the creativity, the innovation. No. 
It doesn't foster teamwork. Right. Psychological safety is is a huge piece of if I don't feel safe, if I don't feel I can trust you mm-hmm. in a work environment, that's one of the five biggest dysfunctions you will experience in a workplace. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I would almost say at this point it has become one of the more prevalent ones. Yeah. Especially yeah, over the pandemic. I, I started sure. reading more where that was happening. There were a lot of companies that Probably weren't struggling as much as they said they were during the pandemic, but took advantage of the environment to go, oh, well, we're going to get rid of these people oh, and, that, and we'll blame it on definitely COVID. Well, I'm still going through that with vendors. It's it's weird. I, I Do I think there was impacts on businesses? Absolutely. Oh, of course I know there for was. a fact there, were there was. impacts on individuals, businesses, you name it. There were some that I'm still raising my eyebrow at going, huh? Yeah. That's funny because in one breath, I see you saying how great business is, <laughs> but yet you really had to downsize and get rid of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't equate. It's true. Vulnerability is is such a huge piece of life for all of us. Uh, a couple of others, Linda, my, my savior, uh-huh. my, my tutor for uh-huh. my class put out. This is a kind of deep topic. One of my favorite topics, though. Mm. She she is a little fearless in sharing. I. In, in sharing, you do have to be choosy about where you do it. I agree with that. I, I have seen people that say they're being totally vulnerable mm-hmm. and overshare. And that happens a lot, actually. And there has to be a fine line with that. Balancing act. Yeah. Uh, there, there is some things you do legitimately need other people to know. Mm-hmm. There are other things where it's like, yeah, you, you really... probably could have kept that to yourself. <laughs> exactly. we'd, we'd be okay. Yeah. It just constantly gushing. I equate that to the boy who cried wolf. I agree. Where sky's falling, chicken little running yep. around, yep. and <laughs> is what it is. I, I, I'd like to think I haven't been there. I know I have been there. Oh, I have too. Where it, I think it is a delicate learning thing of learning to be vulnerable and sharing what is going to be constructive and of value. Mm-hmm. Trusting that I can share something with you fearlessly and you may take it you may leave it Mm -hmm. they may buy into it and go yep you know what i didn't think about that or yeah that's right or oh i think you're an idiot but that's okay yeah or or some (laughs) i don't see it that way this is what i see (laughs) very much becomes this this dancing act back and forth but getting to the point where you're just gushing about everything having that just that constant verbal stream coming out of your mouth right being a whiner yeah seeing people be a little too open I know sometimes it's hard. You, it, you get it, to a point where you kind of have that pressure relief valve mm-hmm. and bleh, <laughs> there it is. All of it for, for God and everyone to see. So do it judiciously, I, I guess Agreed. would be. Agreed. Would this positively contribute for them to know certain things? And I don't know that edit's the right word, but you, you may have to kind of be measured in what you do share through right. the process. You can be vulnerable and share parts of you, but you don't have to share it all. And you do have to be very selective with that because, like you said, it kind of come off as a whiner. And actually, I don't think you come off genuine when you share too much like that. I've seen people where it's like raising an eyebrow and kind of yeah. going, <laughs> oh. Well, and another thing Brene said that I kind of think kind of ties into what you're saying a little bit is the first thing we look for in a person is vulnerability. And it's the last thing we show to people. But if you look for vulnerability in people and you see it, you want to see it to an extent. You don't want to see the hot mess they are completely sometimes. Oh, you're going to see what a I've, hot mess. I've seen. You've seen. I mine, am. So. <laughs> I think this is a conversation that we're, we're going to have ongoing. Mm-hmm. 
if you get a chance, Brene's TED Talk is well worth the 15 minutes. And it's actually still in the top 10 worldwide viewed TED Talks. I, I couldn't remember if it was top 10 or how. 50 it was billion 10. views. Yeah, I looked it up. It was top 10. Holy cow. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, she is all over the place. She's got two or three podcasts going right now. Yeah. They're actually some of my favorite ones. The one that she did because of that book I have got, and I'm getting ready to start Susan David's Emotional Agility. Uh-huh. Brene did a interview with her back in like March. Truth bombs. <laughs> Holy cow, truth bombs. It, it's interesting to hear how different theories all kind of tie together in mm-hmm. this vulnerability and and discussing shame. We're going to dive into these topics more so, For sure. uh, especially as, as we kind of go into other other areas. I would say the the weekly challenge. Okay. What are areas that being vulnerable with people on? What are areas maybe that you need to start being more and really look at who are you being vulnerable with? Yeah, I agree with that. Are these good choices? <laughs> are these bad choices? Good, bad, who's to say? Yeah. Favorites. I still love that. I know. I've started using it more and more. I see what you did there. (laughs) Legitimately, there's there's a lot where we actually can measure certain things. Go through, look at that. You can start kind of planning out. Okay, where what are areas I could be more vulnerable in? What are areas that are causing me serious frustration because I have not opened up and shared in relationships? Uh, Not good to be a mind reader. And what's stopping you from doing that? Is it more shame? Mm -hmm. Is it? I, a lot of it ties to shame. So I, much ties I gotta to shame. I got to believe most of you are going to come to the shame conclusion. Another might be you just don't trust that person enough. And if that's the case, maybe it's time to evaluate that exactly. relationship and exactly. and get rid of it. Deep, deep stuff. There you go. We're going to make you deep dive. Thank you so much for listening this week. Be sure that you are subscribed on whatever listening platform you do listen to. Share this with somebody that Please. it would be a benefit. I think we all have those people yes. that vulnerability is a big piece of maybe where they need to work on things. Keep in mind, again, we are going to be taking a little bit of time off in June. And we will and, keep you abreast of and shows. it won't be all of June. It will just be here and there. So You're right. It's all summer. Yeah, uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> all summer. Knock it off. Wow. Summer will be over before you know it's the sad part. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening as always. Yep. We will talk to you next time. See you next time.